Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now sit back, please, and enjoy Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. by the Wizard of Weird. This is Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. I am Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. And on this edition of the show... One of the strangest phenomena we can possibly talk about. The Mandela Effect. Those of you who know what that is are like, oh yeah, this is going to be good. If you've never heard of the Mandela Effect, uh, by the end of this show, you're going to be scratching your brain. And I'm bringing this up right now because I have some breaking news for you. You were the first to hear this. I just received a report from the field from people who contacted me who just experienced the Las Vegas time warp. And and I call it the Vegas interstate time anomaly or VISTA. This is something that I actually quote unquote discovered, but It turns out what I discovered fits into a much larger series of experiences that people have been having for a long, long time. I'll explain more about that in a minute. But I'm going to first read the email to you that I received from the people who had this experience. And then I called them and I recorded the phone call. Uh, with their permission, of course, and I'm going to let you hear in their own words what they experienced as they were driving north from Las Vegas, heading back up to their home in Washington State, having no idea that they were passing through this area that's well known for this strange phenomenon. Uh, You're going to hear in their own words what happened to them as they passed through the time warp zone. And before I, I get any, any further into what they experienced, let me just say I know a lot of you who have been following my work already know what I'm talking about when I talk about the Las Vegas time warp. But let me refresh you. And of course, if you're a new listener, well, listen to this. This is something interesting to think about. I guess the easiest way to get a handle on this is to just literally read to you the press release that I put out in June of 2018 that went viral and ended up being picked up by news outlets, major news outlets all over the world. The headline of the press release was Space Time Anomaly Discovered Near Las Vegas. Do you ever feel the traffic lights in Las Vegas take too long? 
Well, there may be a good reason. Joshua P. Warren, a professional investigator who has appeared on the History Channel, Discovery Channel, and Nat Geo, claims he has documented a, quote, space-time warp on the outskirts of Vegas. Quote, I am the first person to use a brand new technology, a differential time rate meter, or DT meter, to search for time anomalies near Vegas, says Warren. Quote, I traveled to Area 51 for tests, but I found the strangest reading much closer to Vegas, end quote. Warren documented time slowing down by 20 microseconds, which is 20 one hundred thousandths of a second just north of Vegas between I-15 and Route 93. He is calling this the Vegas Interstate Time Anomaly or VISTA, and he says this is only supposed to happen if a black hole approaches Earth, thus his result is truly inexplicable. Engineer Ron Heath, who invented the DT meter, called the result, quote, incredible. Quote, this is also an area where many strange lights have been recorded in the night sky, Warren said. I think there may have been, excuse me, I think there may be a space-time warp on the edges of the city, but there has been so much man-made tech nearby that it's taken a while to realize what's naturally happening in the surrounding hills and mountains, end quote. Warren believes the Vegas Valley may indeed be a natural hotspot for strange activity due to these space-time warps, but he is open to the idea that government technology is causing them. Quote, there are many secret projects taking place around here. Last year, the Pentagon confessed to back-engineering UFO tech here, and now President Trump is forming a space force. Las Vegas is an important crossroads for strange phenomena, and it may be a combo of what is naturally here and how the government is taking advantage of it, end quote. Okay, that gives you a really nice little overview of what happened. To summarize it even more, Ronald Heath, who supports my work, listens to the show, he sent me his new creation, the DT Meter. And to give you a clear idea of how the DT meter works, basically, he was inspired by an episode of the X-Files where Mulder goes out to investigate an area where a UFO has been seen and he takes two clocks that are synchronized and he leaves one at his car and he takes the other to the site where the UFO was seen and later he compares them and they are no longer synchronized. The idea being that one of the clocks was exposed to some area where there was sort of a a scarring of space-time from this UFO technology. And so he created, Ronald Heath created an actual meter that would allow you to measure the same type of difference by comparing two spots that are about 100 feet apart. So I got the thing. I made the measurement. I was on my way to Area 51, just like I said. I thought I was going to get something weird there. I was stopping to get controls at various points along the way on the side of the road, and I was amazed that I got something at this nondescript site on the side of the road. I was even more astounded to learn after the fact that that spot, which meant nothing to me, happened to be a spot that I learned was 
just famous, if not infamous, for UFO experiences in this area. Steve Barone, a big ufologist, has spent years documenting amazing video footage. Uh, he's, he's got incredible footage of, of UFOs all around that area flying in the night sky. A man named Sean Kevin Jason had a close encounter in 1996 at this spot where one of these big triangular craft was 20 feet over his car for about, I think he said, 10 minutes. I actually went to the site with Sean Kevin Jason and videotaped him telling the story and, and verifying where he, you know, where, where we were was where he had his experience. And then since then, I mean, it's just been incredible how all these different reports keep pouring in. And it's almost like plot points on a graph, not... Uh, something that's a concerted effort. It's like somebody has a weird experience. They go searching for an answer and then we all start finding each other and we realize what we have in common is this spot. So there's something about this spot and it's not consistent. Okay. I've gone back to that spot on numerous occasions since then and I have not measured the time anomaly again. So I keep getting these reports, however, from people like this one that just came in from Michael. I will not give his last name out. Let me read you the email. This came to me in um, in November. And, uh, of course, I record these podcasts a little bit before they uh, are dropped. But anyway, he says, hello, my name is Michael and my wife, Stephanie, and I had a very strange experience last night in Nevada coming out of Vegas. We are hoping you could help shed some light on what happened to us. We happened to come across your time warp news video after searching to try to get some explanations on what happened last night. And both of us are freaked out and floored to learn that in the very spot you claim to have found a time warp that slowed time down, we had a very strange experience. We were traveling north, still are, in fact, almost home now to Washington State. Roughly 20 to 30 minutes outside Vegas on I-15, headed toward the 93 North to go home, we lost roughly an hour and 20 minutes of time and ended up about eight miles past the 93 when our GPS stated we still had around 36 miles to go. I saw a flash of light going sideways in the sky ahead in the distance, and then the weird time loss happened. Please feel free to contact me if you would like to know more and if you can help us understand what we experienced. And so guess what I did? Yeah, I called him and I uh, I talked to both him and Stephanie. They were still rattled. This was all fresh on their minds. And when we come back from this break, I'm going to play that actual conversation with you. Uh, and you're going to hear straight from their mouths exactly what they experienced as they passed through this spot. And mind you, this is coming from people who had no idea that there was any claim or any legend or any pop culture reference whatsoever to a time warp at this spot in Las Vegas. And so imagine truly from their point of view how shocked they were to have this disorienting bizarro experience get online just to see if there was possibly an explanation and say holy crap there's a time warp there listen to this 
And as you will hear when we come back from the break and I play my call with them, you will hear that still they're trying to figure out what what happened to them. It was that level of um, of confusion and uh, it, it shook them quite a lot. So I think you're going to enjoy hearing this. If you love amazing pictures, videos, and breaking content, be sure to sign up for my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com. It takes two seconds, and you'll instantly receive a free digital good luck charm and instructions on how to cheaply make aura glasses at home that might allow you to see the other side. And on my website, take a look at the Curiosity Shop to find rare, amazing things you will not find anywhere else in the world. There is no period after the P in JoshuaPWarren.com. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. 
Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 2020 is almost behind us, and yet for some of us, there's still so much to be thankful for. For others, not so much. Help your local charity or food bank with a donation so others can have a great holiday season as well. The four. The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. On the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. And I'm about to play for you part of my phone conversation with Michael and Stephanie, husband and wife, who had two kids in the car who experienced something really strange in what we call the Las Vegas time warp zone. They're from Washington State. They were visiting relatives in Arizona. They swung by Las Vegas on their way back. And when they headed north of Las Vegas on their way back to Washington State, they got into that odd area. And you will hear the confusion in their voices when they tell you what happened to them. Uh, And after we take uh, the break, After that, I will tell you about the Mandela effect and how that these things may relate, why the Mandela effect may have something to do with space-time warps. And just to also give you a bit more context before I play this interview for you, you know, when I documented the time warp in June of 2018, it was in the midst of a series of strange events that have to do with a lot of the UFO activity in this area. For example, uh, well, December of 2017, that's when the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP, was announced, the Pentagon project to back engineer UFOs. Early June of 2018, NASA announced, quote, complex organic material found on Mars, June 18th of 2018, that's when I discovered the time warp. And that same day is when I first saw that President Trump announced the formation of the Space Force. 
On July 25th of 2018, NASA announced they'd found, quote, an underground lake on Mars, end quote. Also on July 25th of 2018, George Knapp, investigative journalist, released Senator Harry Reid's letter dated June 24th of 2009, about these exotic technologies that were being back engineered as part of the, um, well, he was a part of the ATIP project, and he was, of course, the Senate Majority Leader at that time. And then in August of 2018, it was also announced that in June of 2018, when I got my reading, the Air Force dropped a new type of Earth penetrating nuclear gravity bomb from a B-2 at Nellis Air Force Base right beside the time warp location. Now, I could go on with some other connections, but don't you think that's all kind of interesting that this discovery of the time warp, it fell within this sort of, again, a crucial series of events. Bear that in mind, but let's just take it to basics first. What is the human experience like? What is that confusion that you you that you you know you you endure when you go through a site like this? Well, you're about to hear right now from Michael and Stephanie. Put yourself in their shoes. Here we go. Because of course, after you have something weird like this happen you try to make sense of it. Yeah. And so as we're retracing, um, we realized we were on the 93. We were supposed to turn off onto 318. And that's when some weird stuff just, stuff just didn't start adding up. So. Yeah, we stopped by a little cemetery in Alamo, Nevada. Yeah. Right off of the 93. And uh, we left there and my wife was looking through some pictures we took at the cemetery. And I came around a corner and uh, right over this little mountain range off to the right-hand side, I saw, like, a flash of light, like somebody took a camera picture, but it was long, like a bolt of lightning. And then stuff just started getting weird from there. So let me start by by getting a little bit more information about the two of you, though. I mean, if, if you don't mind, sort of tell us uh, what you do for a living and sort of what brought you to Vegas and sort of set the stage for this whole trip. And so everybody has a feeling for who you guys are. Yeah, I'm a marine hydraulics mechanic. I fix all the ships down in Seattle and fix all the hydraulics and cranes and stuff like that. And we were headed down there because my dad lives in Kingman, Arizona. So we went out to visit him. Okay. And how about you, Stephanie? I'm, I'm a stay at home mom. Okay. So we've got, we've got four kids all together, but two are adults on their own and then two little ones. So I stay home and take care of them. I also have some health issues. So that kind of prevents me from going anywhere. So, but uh, we did, have a nice little trip out to Arizona and we stopped by Vegas on the way back with the kids and went to Circus Circus and yeah. and as we were heading out that's when we had some weird experience <laughs> that we cannot explain and because we're just kind of left baffled. Yes, baffled is a really good word for it. So the two of you were in your vehicle with what four children you said? No, we we have four all together, but two are little. Two are still with us. So we have a ten year old and eleven year old with us. Okay. And our uh, lab our lab coda, and we're traveling to try and make our way back home. We're we're switching driving because we're wanting to drive drive straight through and get home. 
as fast as possible. And what I'm kind of a what time. what kind of a vehicle do you have? A 2013 Chevy Silverado. Okay, I'm just interested in little details like that to look for patterns and you know, okay. it, yeah, and and also sure you know, no. Michael, since you are uh, an engineer of sorts, I mean, I think that's also a, an interesting point. You you have to be sort of a nuts and bolts, you know, logical person to be in that field, and so, I mean, when you're baffled, right. it's probably a pretty big deal, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it takes a lot to make me really question something like that. I was really baffled by that one. So, okay, uh, now, so you were, you you stopped in Vegas, and then you were heading north from Vegas on your way back home. And uh, is that correct? Yep. Okay, so let's just start again from you're in Vegas, you're driving north, and just... Tell me exactly uh, the details you can remember about that trip. And uh, even if things don't make sense, let's just give us the facts the best you can. It started with things not making sense when we got back on the highway. Obviously, we're doing a little road trip and older cemeteries and things like that. They interest me personally. So... I begged him to stop. We passed the first one. I was a little disappointed, so we seen another sign. Ended up over at the Richardville Cemetery. Took a couple pictures. And when we pulled in there, my GPS on Google Maps was saying that we still had like 36 miles before we needed to go to our turnoff. So I didn't think it was like a big deal. If I looked through the pictures on my phone, we got back on the road. I thought, you know, we've got quite a ways to go. We're not going to miss our turnoff. And... Um, as I'm looking through my pictures on my phone, I never exited out of my Google screen for maps. I, it just went into a smaller screen. And so I stopped looking at the pictures and the whole thing was probably about five minutes and I went to go back on my screen and all of a sudden my Google Maps was telling me that we're rerouting. And we had no clue, but we never saw a sign for the turnoff that we needed to go through. We end up like almost eight miles past where we need to turn off and now google maps is acting weird on my phone telling me we need to take a right not a left out into the middle of out the into desert, the middle of the desert nowhere on this like back road and it gave me a really bad ominous feeling so i looked and i said you're not taking that route and google wasn't working i hadn't had a problem with google coming in we took the same route out that we took in so i don't know if that had anything to do with the weirdness of it but the strange part was i noticed something was wrong is in between when we left there and we ended up where that weird dirt road was is when mike saw the flash i didn't see it like i said i was looking at pictures from the cemetery on my phone so i didn't personally see the flash he just looked at uh, he was just driving and all of a sudden he just started going what the f was that and i was like what and and he told me what happened, and I joked, honestly. I was like, oh, we're going to get beamed up by aliens or something now, just joking, you know. And then, of course, I realized something was wrong when it was after midnight. There's no possible way, and it seemed like it was only five minutes since we left the cemetery. It should not have been after midnight. Um, we lost, we thought it was initially about an hour and a half of time, but after we looked at the time stamp on the photos and stuff, it was closer to about an hour of time that we can't account for the drive from the time that we left the the cemetery the richardville cemetery to where we ended up this dirt road that google maps told us to go to there's no way it felt like a five minute drive 
and we ended up way the heck out there. No, I knew for a fact we had to turn at that little ET beef jerky gas or station, mm-hmm. take a left there, and head on to the three eighteen. I wouldn't have we missed never, that. We never seen it. We never seen the little ET gas jerky station. We stopped there on the way in, so we knew we never even seen it. We just ended up eight miles past, and now we're realizing it's after midnight. Our timestamps on our pictures show that the last time that we took a picture at the graveyard was 11.17, and we drove right out of there. We only stayed a couple minutes, took a couple pictures and looked around, and we didn't even get out of the truck. We just kind of drove through and looked, and, oh, cool, cemetery, you know. We don't have cemeteries and stuff like that, of course, out here in Washington, so it was kind of a site attraction thing for us on the way out, but just the whole thing kind of gave you a a weird feeling after you saw the flash of light. It just seemed like everything was different. Does that make sense? Like realizing that you're missing time, like how did so much time pass? We were just down the road and we just left the cemetery. How are we an hour already past and eight miles past our, where we were supposed to turn off? It just didn't make sense. And again, what's the the closest area that you can remember uh, being near, and what did you see? Well, I'm looking at the map I printed out right now off of Google Maps, Mm -hmm. and we're in Alamo. We left there, Mm -hmm. and the only corner from there is at Ash Springs Rock Art Site, Mm -hmm. and it sort of curves off to the right. And right when we came around that curve, there was a mountain straight ahead of us. And right above the mountain, it looked like a lightning bolt, but sideways, completely sideways. But lightning kind of like lingers for just a second. This was more like a camera flash, like just a blink. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got really confused by that. It didn't make any sense. Like There was no practical reason why that would happen at all in the middle of the desert. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. 
Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, the Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel is waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information. Well, 2020 has been quite a year, and most of us are glad it's almost over. Live shows all over have been brought to a halt, but it's only a matter of time before they're back. Make sure and go to the coasttocoastam.com website under our events section for the latest updates on live theater shows, expos, and more. Go now to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. And now more Joshua P. Warren on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Is it possible that these space-time warps are symptoms of the timelines being manipulated by time travelers, like I have talked about in my paratemporal loop hypothesis? Or something else that's even weirder. Well, let me read a passage for you from a book I wrote years ago called Pet Ghost, where I talk about all kinds of non-human apparitions. And, uh, of course, I'm talking here about the Thunderbird, which is just a gigantic bird. A huge bird, according to legend, especially a lot of Native American lore. The most amazing Thunderbird incident occurred in 1890 near the notorious Tombstone, Arizona. The local newspaper, the Tombstone Epitaph, supposedly printed a story on April 26th of 1890 about several locals who had shot and killed one of these magnificent animals, along with a photograph. According to legend, the photo showed at least a half dozen men posed beside the beast which was nailed to a wall. The bird was mentioned by writer Horace Bell in the 1930 book On the Old West Coast. Yet, for the most part, 
This incident did not enter the popular consciousness until 1963. And that year, a man named Jack Pearl wrote of seeing the picture in Saga magazine, a pulp publication geared toward men. Later, in September of 1963, H.M. Cranmer wrote of seeing the photograph in Fate magazine. However, no one could produce the actual image. Stories regarding the Thunderbird photo were fairly consistent. A group of rugged old-timers stood next to a dead winged beast that was spread on a boarded wall. But aside from that, descriptions varied. Some claimed the wingspan was 20 feet. Others said it was more like uh, 100 all the while, staff of the Tombstone Epitaph looked through their files to no avail. They claimed there was no trace of this image. Various historians poured over Epitaph issues without success, even as others said it had been reprinted in a variety of modern periodicals. But that only reinforced the zeal of those who claimed to have seen the picture. More and more came forth each day. Even Ivan T. Sanderson, the famed writer and researcher of natural anomalies, claimed to have a copy of the elusive photo. Canadian researcher W. Ritchie Benedict had a particularly titillating tale. In 1971, he claimed to have watched an episode of the Canadian show called Pierre Burton, a talk show. On the program, Burton's guest, Sanderson, displayed a copy of the Thunderbird photo on a placard. In order to find that episode, Benedict contacted the Screen Gems organization in Ontario. They were unable to produce the image, but Benedict finally received a letter from Burton himself. And in the letter, Burton said he remembered that episode as well as the picture, but did not have a copy. Next, Benedict turned to the National Archives and they replied saying they had 67 of the shows on file, all except the relevant one. Even John Kill of Mothman fame said he'd seen and perhaps once owned a copy of the picture. According to some sources, like researcher Troy Taylor, Kill remarked, I know I saw it. And not only that, I compared notes with a lot of people who saw it. Peter Johnson, a correspondent of the late Mark Travinsky's Strange Magazine, also said he'd seen it. He said, what I saw in one of these magazines, and I'll never forget it because it amazed me at the time, because I did not think the cowboys were ever clean-shaven, I saw the men were standing in the foreground there in front of the barn or the side of a railway car or the side of a big house or whatever, this big boarded thing. They had beards and broad-brimmed hats like sombreros, and it was very, very unusual. And I thought, how weird. Cowboys never look like that. So I've always remembered them as being miners. Uh, Mark Travinsky went on the hunt to the best of his ability. Uh, there was, listen to this, Peter Johnson said that um, he jogged a researcher's memory named Richie Benedict, and he recalled he may have seen the photograph in Saga magazine, perhaps in the mid-1960s, but said, I went to the Library of Congress and checked out all the issues of Saga from 1958 through 1970, and I can assure you it is not in any of those issues, okay? These reports go on and on and on. So we have to ask ourselves, is this some type of technology that's being used that somehow manipulates the timelines? whether it's being used by us or somewhere else, somebody else. I mean, what's going on here? I mean, 
we can imagine that some aspect of our society, perhaps religious or governmental, feels threatened by certain discoveries and suppresses them. But is it possible there is just another dimension filled with other creatures and agendas? I mean, if you obtained a copy of the Thunderbird photograph tomorrow, by the time you brought it to a newspaper or your scanner, would it just be a blank piece of paper? I mean, this kind of unsettling reality is something that we have to face. We have to take seriously. And when I wrote about that, nobody had ever come up with this term called the Mandela effect. And if you look that up right now on Wikipedia, it takes you to an article about what they call false memory. Here's what it says. False memories can sometimes be shared by multiple people. This is sometimes called the Mandela effect. Examples include memories of the Berenstain Bears name being spelled Berenstain, B-E-R-E-N-S-T-I-N. It's not S-T-I-N, it's S-T-A-I-N. It's not S-T-E-I-N, it's S-T-A-I-N. The existence of a 1990s movie entitled Shazam, starring comedian Sinbad as a genie. People say that they saw that movie. It never existed. There are all kinds of examples of what are called the Mandela effect, where people say, look, I saw something, I experienced something, I know it's real, but it's not there anymore. You know, I'm a Star Wars guy. I'll give you some Star Wars examples. You've heard Luke, I am your father, right? Turns out, That was never in the movie. He says, no, I am your father. You know, in in Star Wars, C-3PO has always had one silver leg, the right leg from the knee down. Is that surprising to you? How do you think Looney Tunes is spelled? You might think it's spelled... Tunes, T-O-O-N-E-S, but no, it's T-U-N-E-S. How about the Monopoly man? You know, the guy with the top hat. Do you think he has a monocle? Most people do. He has never had a monocle. If I say to you, hello, Clarice, that probably conjures up Silence of the Lambs, right? Well, guess what? Hello, Clarice was never said in Silence of the Lambs. And the movie Casablanca, they never said, play it again, Sam. That was never said. Carl Sagan never said billions and billions. That memory became so prominent that years later, Sagan even named a book Billions and Billions as sort of an acknowledgement. You ever heard of Jiffy Peanut Butter? That never existed now. Only Jiff. Curious George never had a tail. Forrest Gump, they say now, never said life is like a box of chocolates. He said life was like a box of chocolates. In the movie Snow White, the queen never said mirror, mirror on the wall. She said magic mirror on the wall. This is a good one. I bet you've heard of Smokey the Bear, right? Well, guess what? It's never been Smokey the Bear, they say now. It's Smokey Bear. You know, when the Space Shuttle Challenger exploded, a lot of people 
say they remember that happening in uh, 1984, but it took place in 1986. Uh, Do you remember the movie Risky Business when Tom Cruise was dancing in his underwear and a dress shirt uh, wearing Ray-Bans? Well, guess what? He wasn't wearing Ray-Bans in that scene. When the timelines ripple, it's a similar feeling to deja vu, which in French means already seen. It's like a glitch in the matrix, right? Uh, There is even a business executive, you can look him up online, named Christopher Anatra. He's the president and founder of NECS Incorporated. That's a computer software and tech company. And he keeps track of all kinds of of SKUs, as they call them, different variables for products and stores. And he has gone public and said, listen, the Mandela effect is real, and it's actually affecting our inventory. Names and numbers are constantly changing, and it's we can prove it's not our staff, that this is an example of something changing in the environment in reality itself you know the dalai lama is often referred to as kundun k-u-n-d-u-n martin scorsese made a movie called kundun do you know what that means kundun means presence and what does presence mean that's the state or fact of existing of occurring of being present in a place or thing If the Dalai Lama is present and distinguished by that fact, well, then what are the rest of us? Are we sort of pawns that are mixed up by these rippling timelines and some people are able to stay firmly locked into the present? That's the Mandela effect. What do you think? When we come back, I have a weird, amazing story for you. You're going to like this. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, 
The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at paranormaldate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at paranormaldate.com. Hi, this is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. The final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren. And the term Mandela Effect was coined in 2010 by a paranormalist named Fiona Broom. She said that she had a memory of Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. But he actually died in 2013 after having served as president of 
South Africa. And she said that that memory, what some call a false memory, was shared by thousands of other people. And that's where this <laughs> that's what got people thinking about this bizarre phenomenon that's been around for a long time. And ultimately, the idea is that there is some kind of design in the universe and that if you pay attention, you know there is a design. And so when something changes, well, you notice that, too. And when it comes to thinking about the design of the universe and reality and what gives your life meaning, I was reminded of this interesting story by my friend Tad McDivitt, who is also the chief occult researcher and tour guide at Haunted Asheville. He wrote this account. He said, during the summer of 2007, I had a friend staying with me who was a high school senior named Nathan. One day we decided to take a hike in North Carolina's Smoky Mountains at a place called Graveyard Fields. Um, and then he goes on to say, Nathan and I walked along the path that runs uh, parallel to a stream. Uh, Nathan recalled memories of his grandfather as we walked. It was as if to be the, I, it was if, <laughs> it was as if I was to be the lone audience of his heartfelt eulogy. Nathan mentioned that he had come to the area many times as his grandfather was an avid camper. He continued to explain that his grandfather was actually a Boy Scout troop master and had taken numerous trips out to graveyard fields in his many years of youth mentoring. It was during one of these descriptions of Nathan's grandfather's camping techniques that I saw a glint in the water. The sensation I experience when I, quote, feel the mojo is difficult to describe. It's as if time slows down and I have extra time to process information. I often instinctively cock my head to the side when I experience this sensation. He says, there is something that prods me to pay attention. This very sensation came over me as my mind became curious about the source of the glistening reflection in the bed of the stream before me. He said, I waded into the water and fished out the source of the reflection. It was a Swiss army knife. I called to Nathan, hey, look what I found, as I waded to the shore. By the time I had reached the bank of the stream, about 15 feet across and about two feet deep at that point, Nathan had walked up curious to see what I had found. I handed him the knife and he said to me oh wow my grandfather lost one of these out here when i was a little kid and as he unfolded the blade of the knife there was engraved on the blade his grandfather's full name to many people this story is just a highly improbable coincidence and they are right it's the kind of coincidence that makes me feel that Pascal's bell curve of probability has just been made the causality of a skeet shoot. No glowing apparition appeared. No balls of plasma manifested themselves, challenging the laws of physics. Just one intense and incredibly 
emotionally significant coincidence. This is the kind of experience that I believe Carl Carl Jung was talking about when he contrived the principle of synchronicity. I like to keep this memory close to remind myself that the paranormal isn't just about the documentation of the unexplainable, quote, special effects. It also reminds me that sometimes such an experience seems to be intended for the select few that will see personal significance within the events. Uh, You've heard me talk a lot about uh, coincidences on this show. And again, that's by Tad McDivitt. Thank you for that account, Tad. That's, I mean, (laughs) that is kind of mind boggling, don't you think? I could sit here, you know, for hours and read to you stories of quote unquote coincidences. But it's so interesting. It's so significant because as I was telling you, um, if you acknowledge that there is some kind of a design, and I'm not saying that I have the, the wisdom to explain to you what that means. I'm not saying that there is a big guy with a long beard and a staff in the sky named God who's made everything. I mean, I, I think it's far more complex than we can imagine, to be honest with you. Um, but there is some design here there and, and acknowledging that there is a, that kind of clockwork that goes on that type of organization in the universe, it makes it even more prevalent, even more emphasized when something happens that is out of whack with that. These things that we sometimes call the Mandela effect, you know, I, I before that that term was coined, I called it the dead celebrities phenomenon because, uh, you know, obviously the Mandela story is one of those examples. But you've heard me say before that, I mean, I have memories of just seeing a celebrity like Jack Palance was one or Hervé Villachez was one, the uh, guy who played Tattoo on Fantasy Island, uh, where I I saw news reports of them being dead. And then a week later, it's like, whoa, they're not dead, they're alive. Well, what, what was that all about? And it may just be that these types of, um, of things, these distortions, they happen all the time. They happen all the time, all throughout the population. But you only notice it when it happens to somebody who's famous because they're recognizable. They are famous, right? So that gives you an opportunity to notice it because you're seeing a famous person uh, as one of thousands of people that this may be happening to. And sometimes you get to be one of those people. It's all about frequency and vibration. You know, that's what Tesla said. If you want to know the key to everything, Consider frequency and vibration. That also being said, I think it's time for me to play for you, at least for now, your weekly dose of the good fortune tone. It's 20 seconds long. I want you to listen to this uh, and just have no 
exact thoughts, you know, clear your mind. It's sympathetic resonance. If you can, close your eyes as you hear this tone that I extracted using Parasymatics 2.0 and some other techniques from the Golden Ratio, Perfect Balanced Sound. And we're going to exercise your, your brain and your spirit from time to time by way of this sound. Before I play this for you, let me remind you also, you know you can listen to all the shows on the Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network for free, including Sandra Champlain's Shades of the Afterlife. If you just go to iHeart.com and search for Coast to Coast AM, and you should be able to find them all in one place. Okay, here we go. Here is the Good Fortune Tome. I hope that you enjoyed that. And do you notice how it goes? It, it starts out high and it's like, and then it gets low and then it gets high again. It goes, if you know what the perfect golden ratio symbol looks like, the golden mean, it starts on the outside where it's wide and it goes down to the middle where it's small and then back out again. And it's like a big breath of fresh air. It's actually like a breath. To be honest with you, it's like you inhale and then you exhale. And I, I'm just speculating maybe that's what's happening to your spirit, so to speak, when you hear that tone. That it's, it's, it's almost like, yes, your body takes a breath from time to time. <laughs> you need your spirit to take a breath. And so perhaps that's what the good fortune tone does. At some point, I'll just sit down on this show and I'll read you all the stories I'm getting from people who are having magnificent experiences from being exposed to the good fortune tone. And, um, you know, it's the sort of thing that you you, you certainly uh, can take and record and make a longer version for yourself. At some point, I'll do that for you. But, you know, right now there aren't enough hours in the day but listen to it as often as possible. Replay that thing. And let's just see what kind of reports start coming in, shall we? That's the fun thing about having a podcast. And that's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the curiosity shop all at joshuapwarren.com i have a fun one lined up for you next time i promise so please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule thank you for listening thank you for your interest and support thank you for staying curious and i will talk to you again soon You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
You've been listening to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. For shows like this and others, please make sure to tune into the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. 